Hi, this is Misty, Administrative Assistant to Dr. Bruce Phillippe from Journey Life Center. Thank you for listening to this week's service from our drive-in worship service. We want to take this opportunity to recognize all of our medical personnel that are working so hard to support all of our family and friends during this unprecedented time. We understand that these are difficult and stressful times for anyone, especially those in the medical field. And we want you to know that you are important, you matter, and you are saving lives and making a difference in our community. Journey Life Center's pastors, staff, and members are behind you and we are covering you in prayer daily. We would like to take this opportunity to to invite anyone that may be in need of food to join us this Saturday at our drive-through food bank. This is at our Crestline campus, 1341 County Line Road, from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Everyone is welcome. This is a completely touch-free food giveaway. All that we ask is that your trunk is cleared and open. Our team will check you in at your car and we will load your food for you. If you are in need of prayer, you may call our 24-7 prayer line at 419-747-4951. Starting next week, Pastor Philippi will be speaking on returning strong. What we are facing is not an interruption. It's a disruption. This is a time of rest for what is to come. Let us not miss this visitation. You cannot find eggs in last year's nest. Well, we hope you enjoy this week's message. I will be with you. Have a blessed day. Many believe fear doesn't stand a chance. Woo! <laughs> I, I, I never thought I'd see the day that I get beat when I preach. But, but we've seen that day. Amen. We're going to go right into the word of the Lord. And right after that, we're going to receive communion. And 
you should have your elements there, and then, then we'll let you go. So uh, I, I want to preach on this thought that uh, the Lord, the Lord will be with us. Jesus said, I will be with you. Amen. So let's look at Matthew chapter 28. Do you appreciate this worship team? Amen. <laughs> I, I think they're cold. I think they're cold. It takes a lot of work setting all this up and uh, the practicing and getting ready, and I appreciate these guys so much, so much. Matthew 28, verse 17. Right at the end of Matthew, right, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. Let me read that again. When they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted. By the way, you can follow along with the outline. If you take a picture of that, what's that called, a Q? QR code, it's right on your bulletin. Take a picture of that on your phone and that'll that'll draw that'll bring up your um, I'm not sure exactly how it works but it'll bring up your outline you can follow right along. So um, let me say that again. They worshipped him, but some doubted. And and Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, "All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore, go therefore, and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son." And of, the whole, uh, and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And here it is. And lo, I am with you always, always, even to the end of the age. So real quick, there's four things I see just right in this verse, in these verses, that help us to stay focused. How many of us sometimes have a hard time staying focused? I mean, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know where this is going. We don't know how long this is going to last, and and uh, there's there's just a lot of issues that we're having to deal with. But four things, real quick, and, and I've got a lot of points, so you might want to write some of these down. Number one, number one, notice that some worshipped, but some doubted. Some worshipped, but some doubted. And remember, these are people that have seen. With their own eyes, Jesus rise from the dead. I mean, they saw him. They saw him, and, and they're still doubting because, because we're human. And, and no, no, matter, no matter how strong we are in the Lord, we have those moments. No matter how strong we are in the Lord, we have those moments where we wonder and we get a little anxious and we get maybe even depressed. You know, some of us... Some of us are glad just to get in the car and go somewhere, and I'm, you know, come to church. Praise God for it. By the way, thank God. I, I don't know how many are here. Maybe 150 people here today. We had over 200 for Easter. Praise God for that. Amen. Woo. So some worshipped and some doubted. Number two, he said all power was given them. So, so even though you have your moments when you doubt, you need to remember that he gave you all power to overcome this. Then number three, he said, so go. If you have the power of God, go. Go and make disciples. Go and change lives. And then fourth, the most important thing, he says, listen, I am with you always. 
And as soon as he said that, he went up into the clouds. But he's with us today. He said, I have to go so I can send the Holy Spirit. So he is with us always. And listen, the, the disciples, they really needed to hear that. All of a sudden, they were on their own. All of a sudden, they, they had to you know, go out there and preach, and he wouldn't be there to teach them and train them and encourage them. They just had to go. All of a sudden, he gets carried up into heaven like, where are you going, man? But he says, listen, remember this. Hang on to this. I am with you always. So listen, listen, let's, let's talk. Let, let, me, let me talk about what fear is. And, and, and when I talk about fear, let's throw depression in there too. And let's throw anxiety in there too. Watch this now. And I'll, I'll go through these real quick. Number one, fear is a false prophecy. Fear is a false prophecy. When you let that overcome you or you let depression overcome you, you need to remember that that's from the devil. The Lord didn't send that fear. That's from the enemy, and that is a false prophecy. Don't agree with it. Never agree, never agree with a false prophet. And the devil is exactly that. Number two, fear actually makes us selfish. When we're full of fear, what's happening? What's happening is we're actually only thinking about ourselves. How am I going to get through this? How am I going to deal with it? What am I going to do? You know, and so, listen, a good way to deal with fear is just the opposite. Take care of somebody else. Reach out to somebody else. You'd be surprised how your fears and depression will go down when you get out and get busy doing something for the Lord. Or just get on your phone and start making calls and encourage each other in the Lord. Amen. Number three. Number three. Fear makes us ineffective. You cannot be effective at anything you do if you're full of fear. Because fear will paralyze you. Fear will paralyze you. In Matthew 25, we got the story of the parable of the talents, and one guy gets 10, one gets 5, one gets 1, right? In verse 18, verse 25, uh, I mean, <laughs> chapter 25, verse 18 and 25, but he who had received one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. And I was afraid, the guy said, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Look, there you have what is yours. And you remember the response of the Lord to that guy. Listen, when you let fear and depression and anxiety get a hold of you, when that happens, you become ineffective you, you, you can't help anybody else. You can't think clearly. You, you're just, you just become paralyzed. You know, when, when a snake, a python, when, the way he gets his prey is he kind of hypnotizes him, just making him ineffective. And the next thing you know, he's swallowed. The enemy wants to swallow us up, but, but perfect love casts out fear. And if we can cast out that fear, praise God, it will make all the difference in the world, and we will not be ineffective. Number number 4. Fear amplifies amplifies the problem. So if you have a problem and you're afraid or depressed, what that does is it makes the problem even bigger. 
It amplifies it. So now you're thinking it's worse than it is. And you almost need to talk to somebody. You almost need to work through that because now it's twice as bad as it really is. It's an illusion. Fear is, is like, a, um, like a magnifying glass. It just makes problems look bigger than they are. If you get rid of fear, it's like, it's like the children of Israel. They said, those, those guys over there, they're as big as giants, and we're like grasshoppers. But, boy, if you, get, you, know, if you can get up high enough, everything else will look small. If you can get high enough, everything else looks small. Y'all aren't hearing me. If you get high enough, everything else looks Praise the Lord. Amen. Oh, I feel like running. I might, I might have to run on your hoods. <laughs> listen, listen, it amplifies. In Proverbs 22, 13, and I love this because th- I preached this, I think it was one of the first four or five sermons I preached in my whole life. It's Proverbs 22, 13, and it says, The lazy man, the lazy man says, There is a lion outside. I shall be slain in the streets. I don't know about you, but it seems like we have a lion out there. And some of us are afraid and scared to death of the lion. Now, there's a difference between fear and just being safe. I understand being safe. But he says there's a lion. Listen, if someone told you there was a lion in your front yard, you're not going outside. But here's what the Bible says. The lazy man says. In other words, the Scriptures expects us to get out there and face the lion. Why? Why, why, does, why is it so bold like that? It's, it's bold like that because the Lord is with us. And if He's with us, we can face every lion on every street. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Woo! Number five. Fear makes us want to take the wheel. Fear makes us want to take the wheel. I like that saying where people say, God's my co-pilot. You know what? That doesn't make sense. He shouldn't be your co-pilot. He should be your pilot. <laughs> what good, you, know what, you know what co-pilots do? If the pilot goes down, he takes over. That's why, that's why Jesus needs to be your pilot. And not your co-pilot. Oh, praise God, amen. Praise God, amen. But see, when we, when we get afraid, you know, one of the reasons we get scared and get depressed and all that stuff is because we feel like we're losing control. But the truth of the matter is you need to lose control. You need to turn it over. You need to let him drive. Let the Lord drive. You'd be surprised how your fear factor goes down if you let the Lord drive. Amen. Number number six. Number six. Fear. uh, Hey, next week the next week the T-shirt's going to be "I Survived Pastor's Seven Point Sermon." I think that's what it's going to be. Number six. Fear robs us. How many know? How many know what the devil says? How many know what his mission is? It's to rob to kill and destroy. It's his job to rob you. And if you, um, if you get to that place where you allow fear to take over, that's exactly what's going to happen. 
you're going to be you're going to be robbed if you allow fear to take over in your life. Does everyone get what I'm saying? Amen. Right, John 10, 10, the thief does not come except to steal and to kill and destroy. But the Lord says, I, the, the Lord says, I have a different mission in life. He said, I have come, I have come, purpose, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Praise God for that. Number seven, real quick, is this. Fear makes us double-minded. James says, my brother, count it all joy. Count it joy. Count it joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may uh, be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, uh, driven and tossed by the wind. So fear makes us double-minded. Now, Let's close this out by giving you three, the three ABCs of what we need to do. Number one, letter A. Letter A. Here's what we got to do. Here's what we got to do to stay focused. Letter A. Watch this. Stay on track. Stay on track. Stay on track. What does that mean? Now, let, let, let me get a little philosophical here for a second. I think in our minds, a lot of us go through life in seasons. So today's a good day, tomorrow's a bad day, good day, bad day. You know, when I was when I was a young pastor just starting out, it, it seems like seems like I constantly uh seems like I was constantly putting out fires, if you know what I mean. And and it it seems like I'd fix one thing and something else would break down whether it was something organizationally or something physically or some person in their life or somebody complaining or something. It was always something. And I, I finally just complained to the Lord. Anybody, you don't have to beat, but <laughs> has anybody ever complained to the Lord, right? And I just complained and I said, Lord, does it ever stop? Is there ever going to be a time? When is gonna, the time going to come when when everything is fixed and everything's okay. And the Lord answered me. He answered me. You know what he said? Never. Get over it. Just, just get, get over it. Because life is not this. It's like a railroad track. Okay? Now, catch this. Catch this. I, I almost brought a little whiteboard up here and just held it and drawed it for you. It's life's like a railroad track. The left track is things that go wrong, and the right track are the things that go right. You got to have both tracks. As you go through life, some things are good, some things are bad, but if you start trusting God that he'll turn the bad things to good, then what difference does it make? God's going to use your bad days and your good days. It's not about, you know, it's like living for the weekend, right? It's like five days of the week are wasted because all you're doing is just making money so you can buy groceries. So five days are wasted, and then you got those two days that you live. 
You live for two days. You know, I live in for the weekend. You know what? We need to live for every day. Every day is the Lord's day. Every day is okay. Amen. So stay, what I mean by stay on track. Quit getting depressed when things are bad, and then, you know, you're, you're okay when things are, are good. Just, just remember, take the good and the bad and just stay on track. We, we, need, we need to do what Paul says in Philippians 4.4. 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Praise God, no matter what. No matter what. Let her be. Let her be. Keep your mind over the matter. You've heard of mind over matter? Keep your mind over. Over the matter. Now, what I mean by that is we can't let our feelings and our emotions run us. Emotions are real. Feelings are good. But you can't let that be the driver's seat because you'll be up, down, in, out constantly. So you, so you, so you can't. You, you got to make sure your mind is over the matter. In Romans 12, it talks about renewing the mind. So God, in other words, what, what God is trying to do with us, and I don't care how long you've been serving the Lord, this is still going on in your life. He's trying to transform your mind. He's trying to change your thinking. Because if you can change, if you can change your thinking, it will change your behavior. It will change how you feel about things. That's just the way it is, Philippians 4.8. Finally, brethren, listen, finally, brethren, finally, in conclusion, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are, are lovely, whatsoever things are, whatever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Think on. Now, why does that work? Why does that work? That works because there are many voices. We're sitting at home. We're listening to the news. It's all bad news, not much good news. We're hearing a lot of voices. But there's only one voice that needs to make a difference, and that's the voice of the Lord. Uh, amen. So when you, when you get your mind and you start thinking on what's true, what's honest, what's just, what's pure, when, you, when, you, when you're thinking on these things, what happens? When you think on these things, you're in the presence of the Lord. And you're hearing His voice instead of all the other voices. So keep your mind over the matter. And then finally, letter C is this. Stir up, stir up spiritual power. Stir up, and we've been saying this. You probably heard me say it a few times over the last couple of weeks. And we, and, we, and we go to 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6 and 7. And, and simply what Paul is saying there is this. I saw something in your grandma. I saw something in your mother. 
And Timothy, I see it in you. You may not see it in you because you're young, but I see it in you. Amen. Listen, one of the things that the Lord has blessed me with, I think you, you could agree or not agree, but I think the Lord has helped me to see things in you that you can't even see in yourself sometimes. I, I appreciate it when people see things in me that I don't even see in myself. So it's, it's there. It's in you. We'll just call it the prego thing. It's in there. It came, it, there's a whole lot of stuff, generational blessings that have been passed down from generation. But then Paul says this, not only that, Timothy I laid hands on you, and when I laid hands on you, I spoke over you. And when I laid hands on you, I imparted something in you. You may have forgotten it. You may not even, you know, you, maybe you're not aware of it. Maybe it's just clouded over because you're listening to other voices. But, Timothy, there, what you need is in you if you'll just reach down inside and stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. It's interesting that he says that. Verse 6, therefore I remind you, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God, has not given us a spirit of fear or timidity, but of power and of love. And a, someone said it. <laughs> I heard that, amen. And a sound mind. Woo! And a sound mind. Praise God. Hallelujah. Wow. Wow. Remember this. Remember this. He promised us, I'll never leave you or forsake you. He promised us, I will be with you until the end. Until the end. Amen. Show. 